Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen, and joining with me today is a fair few people, actually, because obviously it is the ethnic gear and we all love talking about the Greek national team. So firstly, uh, Nico, how are you, mate? Good, uh, ready to talk uh, all things ethnic I feel this is going to be a very big episode. We're getting to the business end of things. Very much so. We have a lot of scenarios to talk about and a lot of a lot to d- digest from this international break. Um, next on the next is uh, Michael. How are you, mate? Yeah, doing fine, Stephen. Um, yeah, as Nicole said, we're getting to the business end of things for uh, the Euro qualifiers. Um, we're going to delve into what the hell happened. It's a, it's a mixed break, mixed feelings. What can we say? We'll get into it. Yeah, exactly. that's the best way to put it. Mixed, exactly. Exactly. And long-awaited return, the main man wearing his Ike jumper. Greg, how are you, Greg? I'm good, man. I'm just glad to be on after a long, long time and to be able to talk football action and all the, th- all the things that have gone down over the last uh, week or so with the ethnic key. And Mr. Poyet. Mr. Poyet, the man who's in a lot of uh, discussions at the moment, obviously mixed mixed discussions, and it's interesting that we're going to delve into this now. Um, so, guys, first and foremost, um, first game of the rat of the international break for the ethnic E was obviously against the Dutch. We went to Eindhoven, not Amsterdam, <laughs> my mistake, Eindhoven, um, and. Yeah, people have more or less said it. It's one of the worst performances we've seen from Greece in a very, very long time. 3-0 before the break. Um, And Greece didn't really show anything in this game. We looked flat. We looked lethargic. um, And we had one shot on target the entire game. So, boys, what happened? (laughs) What happened in this game? Because we went in thinking that we might be able to get something from this Dutch team. They, they, I think they surprised Poyet. We're playing... the. uh, the five at the back but yeah just really disappointing results so guys tell me what happened <laughs> well i thought it was a very slow team that we put out there a team with um not much skill and technique it was a very basic team um but barely struck a set those midfield very slow um and we had mandalos on the left with masuras and pavlivis up front uh pavlivis got eaten up very easily. Um, uh, you know, you needed a bigger guy like Yakumaki. So for me, you know, I need this to start up front to hold the ball and be effective and get the rest of these guys into it. Um, and we had Lazarus Rota on the right, who I said, even before the before even Baldock was even injured, I knew I could tell you, we're going to start Rota against these guys. We're in a bit of trouble. He's going to need a lot of backup. He didn't have backup. Uh, he didn't mark very well. Then we copped some easy goals uh, from his marking. So it was, it was a complete disaster. Um, again, like you, like you mentioned, it's been a long time since I've seen a game of the ethnic gear where we've been out of it for, uh, in the first half an hour and you're sitting there just watching us do nothing. I think it was against Italy, Greg, when we had Anastasiades as our coach. We went down 3 0 in half an hour. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah. And that was another shit show. Um, yeah, let's not get into that one. <laughs> but, but we, so the good thing is they're far and few between, but yeah. We we expected Sorry, that one against Italy to be a shit show. We we were hopeless back then. We expected to show a fight here. Maybe not win the game or even get a draw, but I expected us to be competitive. And and I think that's the biggest <laughs> disappointment of this game because 
like, like I said, the Dutch were there for the taking. They haven't looked good, even in their Nations League group, and then coming into this uh, these qualifiers as well. They haven't looked amazing. And so we just, with how well Greece played against the Irish and the, and the French, we expected a, a, a good performance to show, you know what, we're going to fight to the bitter end to try and get top two. And if not, we have the playoffs anyway. But it was just a, such an abject performance. And and this this is the, the most frustrating thing is that um, obviously due to head to head, the Dutch are ahead of us, even though we now have a better goal difference against them for the uh, because of the, uh, the next game that came after this. Doesn't matter. This, the, we're level on points, but they have a they have a better head to head. We then we now have to go. We'll take them to Aya Sofia and get a, a resounding result that would turn the tide, and that's going to be difficult. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think that, like you said, Greg. Unfortunately, you know, I don't want to sh- I don't want to um, criticize Roda too uh, too much, but he was culpable, especially for the second goal that um, that Gakpo scored. It was just absolutely horrendous defending. But then the whole defense was terrible. I you know I don't know. If it was Mavrabanos not being there, you know, I know Retos has had a good time at Olympiagos, but he didn't have the best of time. He didn't have the best of games. Tsibikas is, is a shadow of his former self because he's not getting any game time at Liverpool. Uh, Vlakodimos is probably the only one who may get a bit less criticism because he can't really help the fact his defenders aren't covering him. Um, but Greg, you have something you would like to say. I'll, I'll say this. Um, one of the few things that I... Uh took away from the game uh, that I was happy with was, I was going to say, I was actually quite impressed with Red Fox. Uh, I thought he did um, thought he did quite well. Uh, I was really surprised with him because uh, I haven't seen him too much in recent form. And uh, the last time I'd seen him, he sort of came back from injury. He was okay. wasn't his normal self. Uh, he, he, he looked quite good. Um, the other elephant in the room of all this is the selections of um, uh, Poya. And what really frustrates me is it's very evident in these games where we... We need, we need a bit of X factor. We need some speed. We need skill and whatnot. Um, I saw this in the game against France. And why why have we um, alienated people like Fortunis and Constantelias, uh, two of the best central attacking midfielders Greece has? Fortunis has called it quits. Um, says it was his own decision, but we all know that's that's not true. He's been snubbed several times now before yet, uh, and he's just told him, you know what? Good luck, buddy. See what you got. We've got Constantelias who. Um, has shown in Derby's, has shown in Europe, he can handle big games. Um, we've got an X Factor there that can dribble like no other Greek player and do a lot of things not many Greeks can do. Um, and not, he's not even in the squad this time round. So I think that for me is the biggest disappointment of all. Not using our actual wingers, we're still relying on Bandalos, who of course I love is an eight player, he's a great player centrally, but we're playing him on the left midfield against Holland. That is just ridiculous. Like, hello, like, he said, uh, Poya came out at the end of the game and said, we'll learn some lessons. Lessons that 30-odd thousand Greeks could have told you before the whole campaign, before this this game started. So, for me, with Poya, that's really, I've lost a lot of confidence in him. Because he's, he's relying on a set four of players, which is one thing, but you're, you're totally uh, ignoring form. Lazarus Lambro, who's um, smashing it in Ireland as well, he's not even getting a look in. And we need these type of players if we're going to make damage against his big team. So, um, like I said, that's, look, he's not in form right now. And we saw that in the Dutch game. He did absolutely nothing. One of my criticisms of Pacacetas uh, is, and why I, I bring up the Fortunis Constantelia thing, these type of players can make a difference against these bigger teams that are a bit quicker and shut down the space so quickly. That I give the credit Dutch for that, the, the Dutch credit for that, because they shut us down um, so quickly every time we got the ball in the midfield. So you need players that can turn quickly and, we just didn't do that. It was a complete failure on setup and uh, execution. 
And, and this is also just to bring up what you said about wingers, Greg, because like, like we've all highlighted, there was no pace on the wings either. And, you know, this comes down to Poirier again. Why did he select a player like Limnios, who's not playing and uh, one not playing and two hasn't played for his club for nearly a year? Whereas Zolis, who is doing excellently in the, in the uh, second Bundesliga with Dusseldorf, um, isn't selected and he looks like the kind of winger that the ethnic he needs right now if, if he's not going to start at least have him there and this comes down again to not having a plan b c d or e where we're, we're on the ropes against a very decent nation and we don't have us we don't have a plan b and and look some like i know we didn't do that badly in the second half but they let us have the ball and we did nothing with it we didn't even look like we were going to come back in the, the second dutch, half. the dutch were very smart the dutch were very smart go out against us for the first half end the game, cruise the second half. They cruised it and we still couldn't do anything because the setup was completely wrong. The player selection was all wrong. And so going from here, how how confident, guys, can we can we be about actually qualifying for the European Championships via the, via the qualifiers themselves and not having to rely on the playoffs at this point? Because I think I've been seeing multiple stats that said we're 96% likely to hit the playoffs now, which... You know, is is quite substantial. Is quite a substantial um, percentage, but there is there is there still a chance because we play them again at Aya Sofia. There we is. play the we play the Irish again. Is it is there still a chance that we can finish top two in this group? There is, but we have to win all three games basically. Yeah. So we have to go to Dublin and win, and then we have to beat the top two favourites in Athens. I doubt it. Uh, I really doubt it. Not necessarily. <laughs> We yeah, draw against we France in the last matters. one, but yeah, but the we, odds are slim, want, man. The odds if are we slim. want matters in our hands, we should be winning all three if we want to yeah. control it. You know what I'm saying? Re- realistically, Instead of yes. On other results. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, yes. Uh, but the, the odds are slim, man. Um, but it's it's the way we played, as Greg was saying. It's, it's the performance. I would have. That, I would have. I would have been happy if we lost three nil and put up a fight at least. But that was just oh. a horror show. It was just a horror show. I, where was that fight against the French? Where was it against the Dutch? It's just that was the that's the main question, Mark. You know, though, yeah. when you dig deeper, you sort of fifty percent of that back line was missing. We had half the back line missing. We had Mavropanos out, and then we had uh, Bulldog out. That plays a role when you got half your your first choice players out. Then you look in the in the final third, especially where are the goals going to come from? We would have kept playing now. We still wouldn't have scored. We never looked like no. scoring. And they, as Greg said, <laughs> saw the weaknesses. They went for the kill early. They they saw weaknesses. Like we, we had, I can't remember who it was, but we had one of our shorter guys <laughs> marking their, their monsters in the box. And they saw that early from their first or second yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they exposed it ruthlessly. And that's and that's what's going to happen against these good sides. Yeah, and I, you know, I remember we were on with Stephen when the squad first came out. We were recording that late night one for the club, the Euro European draws. The first instance mm. looking at that squad was just boring and bland, and we saw it, in, you know, in in its full full effect against the Ducks, boring and bland. Yeah, what this result has done is it's hit Poirier in the face. Reality has hit him. You can't just rely on those who you trust, because. I'll I'll make a little bit of a difference here, comparison here. Sorry, Georgia pulled off the same thing with Willie Sanyol. He's pulled off the same squad, same squad selections, and look at the result that he got against Spain. A, a, a drumming in Georgia, six one. We got beaten in Netherlands three nil. 
And George is one of those teams that are on the rise, but they've digressed. Have we digressed with this result? It seems like we have. As long as we, as long as we, as long as Poyer selects the same, same players, this is what we're going to get. He's got time on his side. October is crucial. Go on, Greg. What were you going to say? October is critical, but I'm just really worried of what with the the mentality that Poyer has put in us now with these the same guys um, not bleeding the 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 form players in there. Um, and to what, what you were talking about before about can we actually qualify? Um, I think it's very hard to get a result against the Dutch teams like the Dutch and teams like the French when we're going to be relying on uh, solely Bacasetas in the middle. What's going to happen when Mandalos is back from suspension? Is he going to put him back on the left? Is he they keep playing Pavlidis up front? Who uh, sort of you know he impressed me a little bit a while back, but he's kind of gone back to um, the usual man. You know, he's struggling to really hold the ball up. Look what Yakumakis did when he came up and set up Pasuda. And I don't think Yakumakis is anything great shot, to be honest. Right now, I'm probably rating more than all these guys because I've been really impressed with what I'm seeing in front and, and distributed out to our guys. And for me, Pavlidis just cannot do that. Um, so I think Poyet um, created a bit of a handicap for us at the moment because we're relying on really um, players that don't have great skill, don't have great X-factor. Um, and we've got these big games, which I think we're going to focus on playoffs and um, the teams we're looking at there, which I know we'll talk about a little later. So, guys, any lasting thoughts from this game, from this game in particular? Because, as we've said, it's, it's hugely disappointing. You know, as we keep reiterating, and and it feels like a lot of different factors have con- contributed to the to why we didn't even have any fight in us for, from like minute one to the till the, till the final whistle. Yeah. Two, two or three things, three things. What Michael said is the big one, psychology, the psychology of the team. What lasting effects is this going to leave on them? Because I've noticed since we wrapped up the Nations League uh, just over a year ago, we've regressed since then. The, 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 I remember the November, the November friendlies, we had slip-ups there as well. Yeah, That's the game the other thing, the whole same people yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, when I was doing the tweeting for this game from the last football account, I was mind-blown at half-time. There weren't any subs. So not only was it not working, either he was too yeah. stubborn or he couldn't see it, which is a major worry. And, and I guess... Final I point, guess the, yeah. I was going to mention... Point, uh, I was going to mention Nico. Go, 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 go. I was going to mention Nico. The Bukalaki sub for Bakasetas just... <laughs> is, is, that, is that... Should you cry or laugh? About well, that, both. Just... <laughs> both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. looked all right when he came on. He did the same against France. What? What, what can the kid yeah. do? Yeah. yeah. No, no, he come in and just. Yeah. That's it. But this is why I'm. This is why I'm wondering with Guliarakis because obviously he's getting the opportunity to play a little bit. But this is something that Poet should allow for all of our more talented young players like Gonzandelias. And I guess Zolis isn't as young as he used to be, but he needs that, that opportunity as well and that experience to play for us. And so I just I don't get why bring Guliarakis onto a game where it's more or less done and dusted. That you know, I don't get why you can't give that opportunity to other people as well <laughs> if, you, if you're going to lose that game. Have those players there so they can try and make a difference as well or give them some confidence. Um, yeah, I got one point, more. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. No, no, you go, I don't Greg. Understand why Limio is getting picked? Um, I really thought against Gibraltar when we were up and running, 
what's the point of having Limnios there? Put him on there. Look, when Limnios was red hot, we were a different team. We, we were, I mean, we were pretty electric. I really would have thought, I would have loved to have seen him get a run and see what type of form he's in. Oh, Greg, you're muted. We can't hear you. Good player. There we go. We can hear you. Go. Could you just repeat what you were going to, what you were saying there, Greg? Because we lost you for a second there. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm back. There we go. I was just saying about Limnios. So just why you know the game against Gibraltar when it was done and dusted. What you got to when when we were in red hot form, Limnios was electric and a big part of that. Uh, I was hoping I would actually we get to see a little bit of what he can offer still and what he can do for the ethnic here in the Gibraltar game. But um, we saw how Giovanni said. Michael, you yeah. had one last thing th thought as well. Uh, it's a bit of a segue to the Gibraltar game because mm. uh, as a result of the Netherlands game, we saw four players being yellow carded. That was uh, Timikas, Kurbelis, Siopis and Mandalos. Um, all the report, all the Greek media came out and said, these four players are out suspended. And when I did the post about these four players, there was this guy named Jivan who... Uh, replied to us underneath the post. And he's saying, this is not true. It's three yellow cards for suspension, not two yellow cards. And when I did the lineup for the Gibraltar game, a few more people pointed that out too. Um, one asked, why is Timikas out suspended? It's three yellow cards for suspension, not two. And um, transfer market showed, oh, these four players are out suspended. But if you go on the UEFA... On, on the some UEFA regulations thing or something like that, it's it says three yellow cards for a suspension. This is a bit controversial here, boys. Who made this error? The Epo or Poye? Or is Poye come out? Or did Poye say, okay, I'm leaving these four players out for the Gibraltar game. I'm going to try and test some new faces. Maybe that's why we saw Yanuli start. We saw Belka start in the middle. Pukalakis get the nod too. Fundas. Mm -hmm. These four players replaced the ones that were supposedly suspended. Who even knows at this point? This this is a segue to the Gibraltar game. There is no answer to this. Yeah, and this is new to me, Michael. I just assumed that when I saw the news, I just assumed, okay, they've been suspended because Alexandropoulos got called up because of these, like that we had a lack of midfielders who were supposedly yeah, what? suspended. Yeah, Steve, he only played thirteen minutes. The guy, I know. So what was the so what was the point of bringing him in? Exactly, he should have he been called well... up initially. Yes, exactly, because he's. Actually so where was Gostandelias then? This oh, is what pissed me off with the Gibraltar game alone. And uh, that's now... what that's what pissed me off. Um, and Michael Michael has segued us nicely into <laughs> the Gibraltar game. So five nil, boys. Uh, first time we've scored five in how many years? I think two thousand and fourteen. Nine. Two, fourteen Nine. years. 14 years. Yeah, 14 years. And let me tell you something. You're not going to see that again for a very long time because Greece don't tend Another to score more than three, let alone five. <laughs> Another um, but, Yeah. But by winning margin of five goals, 16 years. Yeah, wow. Malta, 2007. Yep. Damn. And and look, look, the, the, we always have to take these, these games with a pinch of salt because Gibraltar, for all of their efforts, are not a good team. They're, wor they're worse than not a good team. And we, we looked very good against them because it's Gibraltar. But it was still an entertaining game. And it was nice to kind of see a, a big enough, a bigger-ish Hagia Sophia crowd. 
Um, Belkas got the first goal after nine minutes. It was a scrappy one, but, you know, still a goal. And uh, Mavrobanos getting the double was hilarious. I laughed out loud when he scored the second because it's just so yeah. funny to see a centre-back score too. Um, Masuras as well. Uh, he did well in this game, unlike the uh, the Netherlands game, um, and scored a, a brace as well. So, you know, very comfortable win for, for Greece. Weren't really troubled uh, from what I can remember. Um, and yeah, it was... Oh, like, Steve, yeah. why'd you say that? <laughs> why'd what, I there say was that? A pe- there was a period in the game we were troubled. Well, the very big be- What, the beginning of the second half? Second, hardly, second half. Hardly, we weren't troubled. Nah, they were in on. our half a bit, Michael, but they didn't really trouble us. We weren't looking at the seed, and by that point, we were we were two 0 up at half time. So it, we it almost, mate, hang on, we almost conceded a penalty. You see the elbow from Hadzi the Apples? That was yes. almost a penalty. Yes. Okay. We got lucky. I would have I would have been pissed off if we conceded that penalty because of one stupid malakir from Hadzi the Apples. Well, thank got away with it. Yeah, thankfully we got away with that, I guess. But still, it, there wasn't, I guess, there's this personal fear for me because every time I see a minnow, I cringe because of what's happened in the past with Greece. But look, they they they, they tempered um, my worries very early in the game and I wasn't worried from from, well, from there on, then on after we scored the first goal. Um, and so I guess that's a confidence booster in a sense because the score five, you know, even if it's against a, a minnow side is, is great. Um, I think we had how many shots in the end did we have? We had 21 shots, 12 on target, 83% possession. Um, so th- there's not a huge amount we can say about this game other than it helps our goal difference, but then goal difference doesn't matter in the Euro- European Championship qualifiers. Um, and we were kind of hoping that the that the Irish would hold the Dutch to a draw because it was 1-1 at halftime, but then the Dutch came and scored an, um, a second to make it 2-1, and that's how the game ended. So the Dutch do stay ahead of Greece in the uh, qualifying groups. Guys, any thoughts on this game that I haven't already said yet? Just uh, a response. Uh, I'll give one thought. Uh... Go on, Greg. Yeah. No, look, good response, good good bounce back is what we needed to do. Um, look, I, I can't stress enough. I really think it was a shame we didn't see some other players get a, a run in this game, but uh, it is what it is. Um, look, the, everyone did the, everyone did well. Uh, the only thing um, from a negative for me, I think someone that's taken up a spot in this in this uh, team that I just don't see huge value in is, is Dimitris Belkas. Uh, uh, his shooting is just terrible. It seems to be getting worse. And I think it was another game where he started not long ago where... Um, Again, he just kept shooting all over the place. So um, I'd love to see Belkas replaced and someone with a bit more technique and they can get their shots on target put in there. But fantastic to see five goals. I think Masuras had a great game. Mavropanos obviously had a great game. Um, and hopefully this opens eyes for Poya to see. We probably need to see someone like Yakumakusu or I need this start up front. I'll have to and, agree with and, that. And, Greg. and the recall for Duvika. Yeah. Yes, Greg, ab- yes, absolutely agree with you. Yakumakis or Jan Yoannidis should be ahead. Where was Bavlidis this game? With just one shot on goal, he should be free scoring against Gibraltar. But, but this is the thing, yeah. Michael. It doesn't matter how he had chances. It, 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 you know what? I, I just feel like no matter who replaces who at, at centre forward, that it's going to end up being the same thing. We're going to give Yakumakis the chance. He's not going to score. We're going to give Bavlidis the chance. He's not going to score. We're going to bring Duvigas back. He's still not going to score. So it's like, I feel like we're just, we have three amazing strikers. Well, 
amazing striker for Greece where we you previously didn't have the great that great depth at center forward and now uh, none of them can consistently find the back of the net for the national team um so i don't really know how much difference that would make but look why not why not we might as well try and rotate at this point because these there are three there are two massive games coming up in october that we need to win um, the, the, the thing is them, steve the yeah. thing is steve yakumakis is hungry you see him run into the box. He's like a fox. Pavlidis yeah. just waits for the ball yeah. at his feet and does nothing. This is exactly what he did against Gibraltar of all teams. And even Ioannidis, Ioannidis brings others into the game. So does Yakumakis. They At least they do something. They might not score goals, but they they offer more than Pavlidis. Exactly right. That's fair enough. And I guess also for the, his... The, the goal scorer is probably Duvikas out of the four. Yeah. Yeah, well, being top scorer of the Eredivisie, that would be that would certainly be the case. I mean, I guess, I guess, looking at Bavli this quickly at club level, he apparently from what I'm seeing, he doesn't necessarily play at striker for Azad Alkma, does he? He tends to play on the wing normally, and maybe that's why. Is he striker? Is he striker? He's, a he's striker. played striker. Yeah, he is. He does striker. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but still, just I, yeah. maybe the It's the same formation that he plays at Azad Alkma. Maybe it's a little bit of a tactical thing with RZ in Greece. Yeah. Maybe it's just, just the service is better. Come. I don't know. Yeah, we need Costandelia. That's what I mean. We need a, a bit of a, a bit more flair in this team to kind of make, create some more chances for our, for our centre forwards or them to create some amazing moments for us as well and score. Because I think Costandelia is more than capable of doing that against a side like Gibraltar. Um, and we really need like Limnios to get fit again and play a run of games because he was a key player in that Nations League run when Boyer first took over. Well, wasn't I here? Uh, did I hear correctly? He he's going to leave his current club and come back potentially come back to Greece while the I've windows. I've heard that open. too. I've yeah, heard well, that too from the reputable uh, German outlet Bild. They've reported that. Um, that's the first thing I've heard all about Limnios this summer window. Yeah, and it's come to the deadline day in Greece, yeah. which is, is it today? Today. The 11th? I mean, today the window, it is, yeah. window closes this evening, I think, so. I know, I understand that Balka after one more winger. Could it be Balka? Maybe back to Balka, the homecoming. Maybe. I'm coming. Um, oh, no, I think it makes homecoming. Sense. No, sorry. Homecoming for Limios would be Atromitos, not Balka. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Fine. The place where he made a name for himself. Homecoming, yeah, not not like home club homecoming, but mm, I think yeah. it kind of makes sense for him to go back to Balk as well. If they need that kind of player as, as a, maybe not as a like a backup backup, but certainly as a, like just a bolster the squad for Europe, I think it'd be he'd be a fine addition for them. And he probably mm. needs to come back at this point because he's tried it in a few places and it hasn't worked out for him. Whether that be injuries or lack of opportunity, what no, it's that what that what killed him was the knee injury against Cyprus. Yeah, that, right. that he was he was coming off a great season with Twent. Um, and as far as I understood that he was going to get a chance with Cologne after the season after that, uh, the, the knee injury just happened. Yeah. Just, just unfortunate, just very unfortunate for him, th how things turned out at the moment. Still not over. Still a special talent, still a speedy winger. Hopefully he has the speed in him still. Um, let's just hope he finds his feet again. It, it, and one, and look, it, I, I know, I know we pointed this out boys, but, one year without playing football and he still gets the call up is just pathetic. Yeah. Even, even, I, yeah. yeah. Go, go on, Greg. What did you want to say? No, no, I totally agree. Uh, nothing else to say to that. It's, it's, it sums it up. 
Yeah. You know what? The five nil, five nil against Gibraltar on paper, it's all well and good. But as we said, that the early period of that second half, I, I don't think we looked shaky, but we were poor. We were hopelessly poor. We offered nothing, and that looked like same two nil. I, I think it's a combination of the subs, but also Gibraltar just they're, they're amateurs, really. Let's call it a spade a spade. They're, they're not they're unfit compared to our guys because they're semi pro amateurs. So they're always going to no. fade away at the end, and that's when we grab three more goals. Yeah. And I, I guess credit to credit to Boyette for making substitutions and changing the game, but then it's Gibraltar. So it's always with a hyphen whenever someone does yeah. anything right against a team like Gibraltar. Without being disrespectful to Gibraltar, because obviously you don't want to... Uh, th- these are unfortunately... There are no easy games in football until you face teams like Gibraltar and San Marino. Um, you know, so... It, yeah. But like I said, it was still fun. It was still a fun game for the most part, with the exception of like the beginning and maybe halfway through the first half. Uh, sorry, second half, I should say. Um, but the, guys, that's the, that was the win against Gibraltar. And so just quickly, we're going to talk about what the upcoming game. So this is next next month in October is crunch time for Greece yeah. because we go to Dublin, play the Irish. Then three days later, we host the Dutch at Aya Sofia. Uh, and these are two must-win games. It's as simple as that, isn't it, boys? Especially with the loss to the Netherlands in Eindhoven, we have to win these two games. It's it's non it's a non-negotiable. It has to be. If we want, if we want to go down the automatic path, then yes. Me personally, call me crazy. I've pretty much given up hope on that. But that's not to take away from the importance of these games because I think they're very important. If we see two more hopeless, lethargic, anemic performances. I'm going to start to get worried for the playoffs, really start to get worried. But if we can see an upturn again in performances, then we can, you know, start start to turn a corner and go back to the way we're going in the Nations League. And I think I think this is going to be crucial for Poyet as well because this is he's lost a lot of confidence from fans um, because of his selections and because of his tactical decisions in these, in especially in the Netherlands game. And so I think that he needs to really kind of, this is crucial for him as a manager as well i think because you you if he can be the guy that te- can take greece to a major tournament that's going to massively bolster his his um his credibility again and and you know raise his stock um so he's hoping he takes those seriously uh greg what would you like to say uh that's exactly to your point just then for me it's all down to his selections and selections and mindset that he's got going into these games if we see the same thing where he's it's all about you know the guys he trusts and the same core. Um, I, I don't have a forget automatic selection, but I'm also worried about going. You know, even into the the playoffs. And if we do make Euro, um, what are we going to do? Go in with this squad with Poyet against a really good team. So um, I hope he said after the Dutch game he learned the lesson. So I hope we see that, and I hope we see some smarter selections from him. And talking about the playoffs. So as it stands, this might change, but it seems like it's going to very much stay the same. We will play Kazakhstan in the semifinals of the playoffs at home, and then we will go away to Georgia if we make the final. Um, I'm worried about these games, but Michaels has reassured me that I shouldn't be as worried as I as I am. But then I worry too much about Greece <laughs> because I've seen us. No, no, I, I totally get you, yeah. Steve, because um. When we see when we come up against these kind of games, we we were a little bit worried about Ireland. But I was telling you boys, I was very confident. Ireland are not what they used to be. And let me give you a little stat about Ireland under their coach Stephen Kenny. They've only won five games 
in 26 games under him. So that gives me a little wow. bit of confidence. For, yep. Not a little bit. It gives me more confidence heading to the game against Ireland in Dublin. We're going to win there. That's for sure. He's brought in a ton of new players. They can't get into the system. They can't play the football that they want. It is the same rubbish that they're dishing up every break. So I'm more than confident we're going to get a win there. Against the Dutch is where is the is going to be where it's all decided. That's that's my um my take on that. In regards, I, I wish the, I had your confidence. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Well, be like me. Be more like me, Greg. But I understand. <laughs> I I understand where everyone's coming from. Against coming up against Kazakhstan or Georgia's. I'm not too worried about those two. Not at all. Kazakhstan, look who they've played. It's just normal, just normal countries that Greece can smack every day. I'm, I'm somewhere in between. I'm apart from Denmark, but Denmark's gonna Denmark is their next, their next match anyway. Not really. They've regressed Denmark, no? Nah, they they had a poor really. start, but they're starting to gain a bit of momentum and they look like they might finish top two, but they yeah. have to beat Kazakhstan. That's basically they're going to be the decider for that group, whether Kazakhstan yeah. go to the playoffs um, or not. And then there's Georgia, who I've meant, who I, I just talked about before, um, making that comparison. Their coach Sanyo has called up the same players who he trusts, just like Poye, and look at the results they're getting. They're getting smacked. They have digressed badly since we, since they played against us in the World Cup qualifiers, where where they were like machines against us, and now they've. They've turned into mice. They are, Look, if you had given badly. us if you had given us this scenario twelve or eighteen months ago that you got to play Georgia and Kazakhstan to make Euro twenty twenty four, we all would have jumped at it. That, that that's what it is. And if we can't beat both of them, we don't deserve to be there. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm not a hundred percent confident either. I'm I'm somewhere in between. But we should be winning. Yeah, we really should. Yeah, and I think my my play my my place of concern is not based on the ability of this team. We know what this Greece team is capable of, and on paper we are probably the best team in, um, of all the teams in the playoffs. Um, uh, well, in our bracket anyway. Um, but but what I ha- what I worry about is that mentality because if the if if the if Kazakhstan believe that they can win and they have that mentality that they can try and take the game to us, I <laughs> question Greece's mentality on occasion, especially what we saw against the Dutch. Who obviously are a much better opponent than Georgia have uh Kavakskelia, who I know one t- one man can't yeah. make a, the difference for one team, but sometimes can, and he's a very, very good player. So that's why that's where my concerns really come from if we play both these both these nations. But I do have confidence that Greece have a better team on paper and should get past both of them. But I have that worry too, Nigor, if I'm yeah. honest. But Steve, question now that Michael. Michael might know the, the answer to this. Here's another scenario. What if we beat Kazakhstan, assuming Turkey qualifies automatically, we beat Kazakhstan, Luxembourg then goes in, they take their spot, Luxembourg plays against Georgia. If Luxembourg goes to Georgia and wins, do we, we then play Luxembourg in Greece in the final? I believe so. I believe I think so. that's how it works, we're, hey? we're, Because we're a higher we're spot, higher. I believe. That's yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. But, so there's another potential scenario. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about Luxembourg either. No, I'm less worried about them. Even though they're better than they were yeah. like 10, yeah. 12 years ago, I still think mm-hmm. Greece are on paper um, and on the pitch have looked better than yeah. them. And, I mean, look, and, we, we, we mentioned this with Kosovo. We were worried about them. But 
and Northern Ireland too, but we smacked them. Yeah, very true. So I'm not I'm not too worried again coming up against these nations. Look, no disrespect to them, but we got the edge yeah. over them in terms of talent. But my worry is, as we've all pointed out, the squad selections. Yeah. And also, the- now look, we've I've seen this twice now under Poirier. In his uh one of his first games in charge, uh against Montenegro, he started Liradis, and I think he came off injured, and he put Hadziovani said right back. I saw this exact same thing happen against Gibraltar. Hadziovani said right back. Do we do we have another right back crisis again? Because we're not seeing no. Salyakas getting a call. He's been warranting one for now since his Basiana and a half, two kid. years, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he should really be um, pulled up as well. Um, Let's hope Vianidis, Vianidis, he'll be fit. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully he will be fit. And Bulldog yeah, I, will be back and ready as well. He'll probably play, but he'll yeah. almost certainly play both games. Yeah, I, I know I don't want to be pointing that out, but I'm just raising a concern there. Do we have another right-back crisis? If Hadzirovanis is playing right-back now two times for under Poye, is there much for concern? Um, if Bulldog is injured again just before the games against Ireland and the Dutch, Michael, then I'll say yes. But ho- I'm hoping that he just plays Bulldog for two nineties, and that'll be it because Bulldog I is think, hand, hands, head and shoulders our best right back. I think that's the reason why Hadziovanis is getting the call. What to play as a right back? He's probably maybe as the backup because whenever he's played, he's played right wing and right back under Poyet. He's the new. He's the new Harris Mavrias. He's just going to convert to a right pass. Oh man! Oh, yeah, man. Th- this is worrying me. That that's one thing that is worrying me big time. Apart from everything else. Mm. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a strange one because we, even though I know I know that Bulldog is definitely the number one, and we have Roda as well, but we do actually do have we do actually have right backs who could be there and play as right backs rather than bringing in another winger to convert as a right back, but. There we go. Let's see. Hopefully, Poet makes the changes that he needs to make and uh, learns yeah. from, like you said, learn from the Dutch game, please. I know. I know. I shouldn't have brought that up because I'm a bit shitting myself if that happens. Because um, if we do come up against Georgia, we have Kivarashkelia just running rings around him. Yeah, he's one player to look out for. Anyway, exactly. We know. We know what he can do. Very much so. Very much. Got a good so. keeper too. So, guys, any lasting thoughts on this international break uh, before we wrap up the, uh, the, the the chat on on Greece? Oh, look, mi- mixed feelings. Not as not as what we expected. Um, just got to move on. Put mm. it all behind us. Nigo, any lasting thoughts? Yeah, mi- mixed feelings. October is crucial. The, the call-ups before October, they, they, this squad selection, when, when we announce the call-ups, that's all eyes on that, first things first. And honestly, just, just play without fear. I mean, we, we were saying that we're scared of these sides like the the Georges and the Kosovos and all those sort of sides. They, this is the lasting effects of that, those Faroe Islands losses that we yeah. all remember. Nick, that's it what really it is. is. It's the lasting effect. Yeah, It really is, Nick. That, uh, it, it scarred us so much. I'm still scarred, Nick. I should even that's be. a new coach and completely new players. Yeah, yeah. It's because there's results that have preceded that that have also been bad. Like when we drew with uh, Liechtenstein, like that was horrendous. And when we <laughs> when we lost, lost to Armenia, Mont- I lost to Armenia, lost to Montenegro oh, in the friendly. Right. Like, oh yeah, that, I just want to see us. Thing. Yeah, 
I just want to see us in a major tournament. Ten years, ten years it will be if 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 we get there. Ten year drought. You go through the coaches. There was Ranieri. We had Makarian. We had Skib, Anastasiadis, then JVS, and now Poyet. There's a turnover of coaches. Crazy. Right. Hopefully Poyet's the one. <laughs> Hopefully and he can some take of the us call ups. Some of the call ups over the years. Oh, who Velios, Diamandakos, Aravidi. Yeah, mm. I remember. He came to Australia back then. Yeah. What what happened to those a right back from Pazianana or something? What was his name? Valer, Valerianos? No. Oh, there was Valerianos. Another one. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, there was, was another Maris. one as well. Uh, no, there was another um, one as well. Yanana. Uh, I'll, when I remember his name, I'll yeah, we'll, we'll think. We'll, we'll, we'll try and remember that one. But yeah, uh, that's... I don't recall. Yeah. That's I'll find uh, it. I, I, do, I do remember before one before all those coaches, Zara Dukas. Where is yeah. he nowadays? But that was oh Santos. That was Santos days. Santos, yeah. That was yeah. Santos. <laughs> We're talking. Marcos, uh, that was Gregori, pre-Euro Gregori, 2012. Yeah. yeah. Gregoris Marcos too. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Look where he Look where he is. He bloody he fell off the grid badly. So- so Yanis Zaravukas Zaravuk, uh, plays for a club, a very lower league club, uh, called Goropi FC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, very low down in the in the depths of Greek football. But so I, I guess that's um that's the international break, guys. Uh mixed as you guys said. Um again, nice to see a five-goal thriller, disappointed to see a three-goal smashing, but hopefully Greece comes back in October with better selection for the squad and a better mentality going into these games that are must win. Um, So just to end off, I guess we'll quickly talk about the Super League because the Super League is back. Club football is back in Greece this weekend. Um, Greg sadly had to leave prematurely, so he won't be able to talk with me about the the big one this weekend or one of the big ones. But I guess we'll, we'll go through the, we'll go through the list of fixtures. So first up on Saturday, we have Lamia versus Ofi. Uh, then it will be uh, Banadoligos hosting Panthanaigos. And then on Sunday, it is uh, Asteras Tripolis against Basianina. Gifisia will host Banzaraigos. That's the biggest game of the weekend, by the way, guys. No <laughs> no joke there. Um, then we have Balk versus Aris in the uh, Thessaloniki the derby. The big, well, one of the big derbies. And then uh, the big one on Sunday, Aik host Olympiagos at Aya Sofia. Massive, massive game. And a big test for both uh, Olympiagos and Aek. And then on Monday, Adromitos play Bolos. So that's the fixtures. Any any initial thoughts from the, from these games? Two massive derbies to start the season off? Yeah, huge. Bring it on. Yeah. Also, before we go, Michael, it's, it's the names come to my mind. Michalis Vukunvalas. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I told you I was going to remember the name. Yeah, I know him too. Came from he, he came out to Australia. I don't think he played, yeah. but he came out. Yeah. Oh, guess where he oh. is now? Yeah. He's at Verja. He's at Verja. Yeah, that's where he is. Yeah. After he, after he left Bastianina, he went to Verja. He's he's an old Larissa boy. Came from the academy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. Decent right back. Look, decent right back, but not for the ethnic ear, that's for sure. <laughs> um, look, 
Steve, and I'll bring this up. It's a bit of a transfer news. Big one for Lamir if it happens. Alan Jagoev, Russian midfielder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big, big player back for his days in CSK and Wall. Euro CSK 2012. Moscow. Yeah. Apparently, they're close to an agreement. Wow, Alan they're bringing Jagoev. him in. Blimey. Alan, 33 years apparently, old. Yeah. If that happens, yeah, I have Lamir to stay up. That's for sure. That is if he's just not there for a holiday. He's there to play football. Yeah. And um, look, two signings happened over at Adis. The return of Fran Velez and a talented Russian winger, Shapi Sulimanov, considered back in the day as one of the biggest talents, but he's apparently fallen off the grid. And I don't know what's happened. I don't know his time at Krasnodar, but he's got pretty good stats there and it's a pretty good signing for Adis on paper. Can they find some find something with him? I mean, I don't know. Who even knows? They sign anyone at this point, Artis. They don't yeah. sign any Greeks. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm just and I'm, I guess with them, it's they've got less to lose now because they they don't have Europe, so they can make transfers and it not affect their a squad in Europe because they don't have a Europe, need to book for a European squad. Um, so I guess that just adds more depth to the depth they've already really added over the summer window. Um, so I guess I'm sure there'll be some late. Late transfers for some teams in in the Super League, but I, generally, I think the big boys have the uh, the big four have kind of got all their transfer business sewn up. Apart from uh, well, if if Lim Niels does go to Balk, but then he won't be able to. Actually, I just thought Lim Niels won't be able to play for Balk in Europe because the uh, the the squad deadline, yeah. deadline was last week, so he could just be a squad player for them in uh, in the league instead. Um, yeah, guys, I guess that's everything, unless you have any lasting thoughts in general um, on the upcoming Super League season, uh, or just, oh, well, this weekend, I should say. Actually, I want to point out one thing with the Gibraltar game. I don't know if you guys caught on it. The The net of the goalpost came off. And it yes, about I did see that. I can't yes, believe yep. I got that. Yes, it was so, well, yes. so funny. You know what I say to that? Greek football, the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. Goalpost gate go. strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh boy. And why, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to make some Ike fans angry here, but why is it always an, why is it always at an Ike related thing? Because it's at Ike Stadium. I was going to say that. I was gonna, oh, that's the first thing that came in my mind. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen against Olympiagos because we'll, knowing us, we'll score against Ike and then the, the goalpost, like the, the, the goal um, will come apart and then the goal will get cancelled out or something silly. Like, you know, know what was funny? Everyone sort of stood there. No one knew who was going to fix it. Yeah, no they're waiting for the do. guy to come out. <laughs> the guy was having a fucking cigar or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> it took him how long to come out and fix the net? Jeez. Yeah. Only things in Greece, this shit happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny when it happened, though. I just kind I of think, stood. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Was. That's the highlight of our international break. The goal. Yes, bloody hell. The goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah I, i'm glad you brought that up because that was hilarious when it happened um i guess one tiny tiny tidbit uh cyprus play against spain and uh we won't win there you go that's my cyprus oh, okay. done. there you go <laughs> cyprus bad. okay speaking of cyprus mm. there is there is a kid at atletico madrid steve you may be familiar with him but i yeah. i'm also f- closely following him too along with another greek there uh, Elias Kostis, a 20-year-old 
defender. Now, apparently, according to reports, he's going to switch allegiance from Cyprus to Greece. Interesting. Oh, I've just seen. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, look. Apparently, he's apparently one half of his family is Cypriot, but he's born in Thessaloniki. Um, but if he has that ambition, then go for it. Like, uh, I mean, personally, um, I, I don't mind either way if he plays for Cyprus or Greece. Yeah, I mean, he's played. I mean, he, he'll be more likely to play for Cyprus than Greece, very much so. But hmm. um, it's up to him. Yeah, I mean, look, if he, if he's talented enough and he feels like he can get into the FDG squad, it's a big, big, com- uh, big competition at centre back at the moment. Um, but we'll see. Look, fair play to him. And, and if he if he does play for Cyprus, then good luck. <laughs> good luck. I get you. Yeah. yeah. Right. But there we go. I guess that's everything, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate all the support we've had over the international break. And on Twitter, just to quickly say, oh, I guess it's called X now, but I still call it Twitter out of habit. Um, we are very, very close to 10,000 followers. Um we are, how many off now? We are 61 followers off of 10,000. So if you could help us reach 10,000 followers, that would be huge uh, for us. It would be an amazing uh, milestone for Hellas Football. So please, please, uh, if, if you don't follow us yet, please uh, hit that follow button on Twitter. And if anyone else who loves Greek football doesn't know about us, send them our way but, and they can follow us too. Um, but yeah, keep, please follow us on all of our other social media platforms please um recommend us give us a five-star review and um yeah tell people about us uh, about the podcast because we are on every podcast platform you can think of um so yeah thank you so much guys and thank you michael and nico and greg obviously for joining me on here to chat about the ethnic and we'll come back next week to talk about the super league and uh and the uh, i guess the upcoming european game as well because there's some big games in europe coming for all four of Greece's big clubs. So thank you guys very much for listening and we'll see you next time.